Are you ready to become the go-to in your industry without having to fake it till you make it? I'm Caroline Vanatta, and I teach creatives like you the key that unlocks radical confidence so you can be proudly known as a creative expert. We're going to have meaningful conversations here to highlight the mindset shifts it takes to become your industry's go-to and stop trading dollars for hours. So Jenna, thanks so much for joining us today. Can you tell us a little bit about your story and how you got here? Of course. I'm so excited to be here, Caroline. You're so sweet for having me. So I am a photographer and a coach, and I host styled shoots for other photographers. And I just co-founded the Revive Collective, which is a live event for creative women. So I do all the things. And so I started photography when I was 17 and I actually learned in high school in a black and white film photography class. So that was super fun. And I kind of talked myself out of doing photography when I went to college. People had told me, you're too smart to be a photographer. Like you can make more money doing something else. And so I got two degrees, two minors, nothing to do with photography um, from the University of Texas. And... I just couldn't shake it after college. We got surprised pregnant with my son when we were seniors in college. And Mm. once I had him, yeah, once I had him, I was just smitten with him. And my mom bought me my first DSLR digital camera. And so I got the camera and just, it took me back to that film class. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a sign. And so I just kind of ran with it. I reached out to, Everyone I knew that was a photographer, like asked to shadow them, went on weddings as a second shooter, literally as a third shooter, as like a fourth shooter, just like (laughs) watching just so I could, Uh you know, figure out how to do it. I really was driven to do weddings in the beginning, which was great. It's beautiful, built a great wedding business. And then over the last 18 months, I've kind of shifted and I'm photographing more brands, more lifestyle, more families, more commercial work. And then also coaching and helping teach other photographers, which led to my co-founding of the Revive Collective as well. Mm-hmm. So awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about that shift when you started taking on less weddings, when you got involved with the editorial series and the Revive Collective and coaching and all that? What was that shift like for you? What drove you to take it? And what kind of mindset upgrades did you have to have to get there? It was a big shift in my life. So I have three kids now and they're seven, four and 11 months. So a couple years ago, my oldest son, Christian started playing sports and they were on Saturdays and a lot of my weddings were travel. So I would travel to Houston and then 25 to, I would say one third of my weddings were destinations. So completely like fly there, you know, out of the country or out of the state. And so I was missing so many of his games and it was just so hard for me. I was like, oh, this is not like my values just started shifting. You know, like I wanted to be there for my son's t-ball games and his soccer games. And now he plays flag football. So flag football games. And so, yeah, it started happening then when I was just like, you know, something just didn't feel the same in me. And I signed up for a group coaching program, which was one of the best things I've ever done. It completely changed my life. 
And I realized that I had so, so much to work on, specifically with money blocks. I had, you know, growing up, we didn't have a lot of money. And like I said before, I was kind of talked out of being a photographer because I was told it wasn't valuable. There was no way to make money in it. And so I really had to shift my perspective in money. And it's, it's an everyday, anyone who has money blocks, which I feel like a lot of people do, it's an everyday thing. You know, you get up and it's something that you, consciously have to become aware of and say, okay, today I'm going to tell myself the story that like money is abundant, you know, it's all around me. And it just, how do I want to get that? How do I want to create this wealth in my life financially, but with time and values and family as well. And so just, just getting to a point where you're not scared to try other things. You know, I think the coaching program helps me you know, jump into all these ideas that I've always had, you know, but I just, you know, who am I to host a conference or who am I to like host these style shoots? Like there's people out there that know more than me. Right. And so just getting in your own head and telling yourself these things and finally just being like, Oh, like I know enough, like this is coming up in my life enough to where I'm just going to jump. I feel like you just, you know, you just have to just cross that bridge and join the coaching program and having the support around me, I feel like it was really crucial in being able to actually make that jump and start realizing like, I didn't really realize I had money blocks. I knew that I had a lot of issues around money, but I didn't know that, you know, there was a lack of responsibility on my end of what I could actually do financially. There was a lot of fear in me switching from gaining all of my money from weddings to switching to diversifying and getting more from families, brands, style shoots, all these other ways. So just understanding that, you know, money is not the same all the time. It doesn't have to come in one way all the time. And so just changing and diversifying my life, I feel like Mm -hmm. was a huge shift for me. Yeah. I like what you said about how you were starting to identify your lack of responsibility. So tell us some other things that you did. You diversified your income Can you go a little bit more into that and how you started to take responsibility for how you make money, how much you make, that abundance that you want? I had started weddings and I was doing really well with weddings, but I just, I got to this point where, you know, I only wanted to take a, I only want to take a limited amount of weddings per year Mm -hmm. due to me wanting to support my children and all of their extracurricular activities and not being gone every weekend. So I think it was crucial in realizing you know, I need to diversify. And so just realizing that I need to take responsibility for this. So logistically, what I did was I read You're a Badass Making Money by Jen Sincero. So I read that. I did Darcy Benincosa's Money Map course, which is amazing. I literally was just like, I need a lot of work on this. And so I started just really diving in in every way that I could. So I always recommend once you have like that shift, like you're almost like, what do I do with it? But just, I feel like just follow the curiosity, right? Like my curiosity led me to this book and Darcy's course. And it was, those are both so instrumental in me being able to say, Hey, like I can take charge of this because I grew up with a family that, I mean, they just, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And so when you've grown up with money, you just like build this like tightness. We're not going to have enough. We're going to go hungry, you know, and reflecting back, like my, my grandmothers both grew up like extremely impoverished. Like it was the sixties and like, they did not have indoor plumbing. So it's like, you know, very small town, Texas. And so just shifting and being like, I can be like you. And I think finding role models that are women that do have 
money, like surrounding myself, like one of my coaches, Darcy, she just being around her and being like, Oh, like you can make money as a female, because I feel like a lot in our world, we see men are the CEOs of companies, like men make all the money or like even in family dynamics, you know, the mom will stay home and the dad will, you know, the dad will make all the money. And so just surrounding myself with successful women and saying like, okay, we can do this and you're doing it. I can do it, you know, and what resources do I need? And then finding those resources, or if I don't know where to find them, ask, you know, someone in my coaching group or a Facebook group or my coach to help me get the resources I need to further myself. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I love that picture. It's like just being around other women who are doing what you want to do, have the success that you hope is possible for you. You're just normalizing that. And you're just changing what you believe is possible for you just by hanging out with them, just by following them on Instagram, maybe listening to their podcast, reading their books. That's so good. Yes. I feel like that energy just flows, right? When you see it and you're like, Ooh, I'm a, you know, I want to follow, you know, whoever on Instagram, it's like, they're putting off some energy that you're wanting. And it may be that, you know, they're working through their money blocks and that's where you are in your life. So you Mm want to follow them till, you know, work through your money blocks or you want to diversify or you want to shoot more weddings. So you're going to follow people that are shooting more weddings, you know? So I'm a big believer in like following what your intuition and what you feel in that energy. Yeah. I want to hear more about the editorial series and how you run that and what that looks like. Yes. So last year, literally right after I had my daughter, she was probably two weeks old. I decided I was just going to launch this. I'd had it in my head for so long. I wanted to do a styled shoot wedding series, but I also had the idea to do a styled lifestyle shoot. So more chill couples, you know, making breakfast in the morning type thing. So I wanted to do a whole series. So that's why I didn't want it to be just wedding. So I was like, okay, editorial series. It's a series of different types of editorials. So essentially what I do is I bring photographers in. And so I'll host like a styled wedding editorial. I'm actually about to launch another one soon. So I work with a planner and all amazing, amazing wedding artists. And we build a beautiful design around a story that I create and, or the planner, we work together on it and we create the story and then we host photographers for a shoot. And so I'll let them see how I shoot and my whole shebang, my process behind the scenes, and then invite them to shoot it. And then they're able to see what it's like to capture more of those luxury designs. And it's a fun opportunity, I feel like, for them to play around and shoot different types of shots, different angles that you may not have time for on a real wedding. Everything's so fast on real weddings, you know, that you may have the shot you want to do, but, you know, the timeline just doesn't allow for it some things are in late and all that. So this is like a fun opportunity for them. They each get time to style the couple and pose them in the way they want. And then we have like all the little details set up. And then I always bring extra details so they're able to create something for themselves for their portfolio and submit to wedding blogs if they want. That's so cool. That's genius because not only are you like creating an opportunity for photographers to practice and get those amazing shots that they want for their portfolio and whatnot. But you're also getting to teach them. They're getting to follow you and learn from you. And that's so cool. It's so great. It's so crucial. I think having teachers, you know, 
having mentors, having coaches, having photographers or whatever field you're in, having people you follow that have gone before you, you know, there's just so much to take away from people that have experienced it firsthand or have learned it and who've been in the business a little bit longer. So there's just always something to gain. So I always tell people one of my favorite experiences of my career was attending this huge photography workshop in California when I first started and it completely changed my business. And that photographer was just so open. He was so welcoming and great. And it just completely was like, I was like, Oh, like it doesn't have to all be competition. We can be mm-hmm. friends and all grow together and help each other along the way. And we can, there's success for everyone, right? Just go, going back to that abundant mindset. Like there mm-hmm. is success for everyone. We can all be successful in photography and style tubes and coaching, you know, whatever we want to do. So yeah, I think it's so crucial to surround yourself with people that are creative and wanting to grow in the same way that you are. Yeah, that's so good. Sometimes I think about how like, whenever back in the day, people used to be apprentices. Like that's how you learned by just like being side by side with somebody seeing how they do that. And like watching you do a shoot, I'm sure is something that you can't really teach in an online course, or even through a zoom call. It's like being there in person, really experiencing it, seeing your thought process and you being so open about that is so cool. Yes, I love I, I personally still, I'm just so visual too. And like mm-hmm. hands-on, like I'm a hands-on learner. So for me, it was always the most beneficial watching other photographers, learning from them, whether I was second shooting with them and observing them on a wedding day or going to a workshop and watching them shoot an editorial. It's been crucial and just little things that people do different. You know, you learn a little something from everyone. So it's yeah. just, it's a beautiful thing to be able to come together and me to show them how I shoot, but then them to get to watch the other photographers that are there, I feel like even provides so much value, seeing how they might pose a bride and groom and then just taking tips and tricks to put in your own toolbox so that you'll have on a wedding day or on a couple shoot. Yeah, that's so cool. Now I want to hear about Revive Collective because you very recently had, was this your first in-person event with that? Yes, it was. Yeah. So tell us about the Revive Collective. Awesome. Yes. So I told you how I got a wild hair last year after I had my baby. I'm going to do all the dreams I've ever wanted to do. It was so much fun. Yeah. So I have two amazing boss babe girlfriends here in town. One's a planner and one's another a wedding photographer. And so I had been thinking about, I had this idea. I'd started my coaching program and had this idea of doing this in-person event for women you know, I'm sure you understand this, but being an entrepreneur, you're all by yourself all day. And so, you know, the extrovert in me is like, okay, like we need to see humans. I want to see other creative people. I want to be inspired. I want to grow. Like I'm here to like connect with other people. So yeah, definitely extroverted need that. I need that in-person connection. So that was one of the main reasons we decided to start it. And so I kind of had this idea. And then one of my friends one of the co-founders, she reached out to me and, you know, she was like, I have this idea. I want to do this retreat. I was like, this is so weird. Like I have this written down in my journal, but I really want to do an event. I kind of saw it a little, a little differently than a retreat. And so what we did is we kind of just merged all of our ideas. We sat down, I think it was maybe August when we sat down I'm like, okay, this is what we have, what can we do, you know, and just breaking it down into what we drew, like what we wanted this event to be for women. And we brought our other co-founder on and it was, it was just a perfect mix. You know, I 
like I said earlier, being surrounded by successful, talented women is, oh my gosh, crucial. It is Mm. crucial to surround yourself with that and say, oh my gosh, we're all doing this. We're having the same struggles. Like, you know, we're trying to achieve the same goals at the base, but no matter what our outward job is, you know, we really want women to feel like they can do it. We want them to feel connected to a community. And so, yeah, that was kind of how the Revive Collective was born. And we just had the first event, not even a month ago. And it was Mm -hmm. amazing. We hosted 150 women in Austin Mm -hmm. and it was, it was an amazing event. We had speakers and then panels. We had time to network. We did happy hour and headshots. And it was just, it was a beautiful day. I, it was amazing. It was like everything I dreamed and more just getting to be surrounded by that amazing energy of other women that are creative and inspiring and wanting to grow and learn. And it was great. That's so awesome. So it sounds like you've done some really big things the past year, which just happened to correlate after you had your third daughter. Yes. Is that right? Okay. So what are some of you've totally touched on many of these, but what are some of the mindset shifts you had to have to just really step out and diversify what you were doing? Do the things you've written in your journal, have that in-person event, create the editorial series. What were some of those? Some of the main things were I just... Obviously the money shifts, but also just my own mindset shifts were shifting like how I use Instagram was like a huge Mm. thing. So I was a scroller, just like scroll Instagram all the time, just like seeing what people are doing. And I I had to pull that back. I had to rein that in a little bit and realize that Instagram is a tool that I want to use for my business. And if I'm constantly looking at what other people are doing and creating and comparing myself to that, then I'm not giving myself space to become who I want to be, like who I am. And so really reining in Instagram and just pulling back my usage and how I use it. And then really just wanting to serve other people on Instagram. When I get on Instagram, really wanting to connect and asking myself, who can I go follow or like or comment on? And like sometimes when I pull out my phone, I tell myself everything that's in your feed you're going to go like put a genuine comment on because like if they have a follow from you, then like they deserve a comment, right? So I won't even let myself scroll. I'll just Mm -hmm. comment, comment, like whoever shows up gets like my love for that day or like my positive Mm -hmm. energy. That's kind of how I like to see it. Or I, I made a spreadsheet in my computer and if I get on, it's like, okay, this is my ninja bootcamp group that I want to go engage with all of them today. Or these Mm -hmm. are my friend photographers in Austin. And I want to go show all them love, go engage with them today. Or this are like my, my planners that always send me weddings and I'm going to go show them some love today. So just getting on Instagram with an intention mm-hmm. and I'm using Instagram in a more positive way and I'm putting more positive energy into it. And then also it leaves me more time and space to dream of what I want to do mm-hmm. for myself. So another thing that I did when I started my group coaching was I started spending an hour by myself in the mornings. It's been, it's been a little rough because I'm still nursing my, mm-hmm. my last day, but so sometimes I don't get enough sleep and do it. But when I do it and get up and just start my day with reading, meditation or working out, you know, just getting my mind set with an intention for the day. Instead of just reacting to the day, setting my intention of I'm going to be an active participant in my day. And how do I want that to look, you know, and just starting my day with organizing, okay, 
these are my three main things I want to do today. Let's do those. And so just, I think just bringing things down to smaller bites. So just bring Instagram down to this, instead of this huge monster of like having to post and scrolling all the time and getting lost in it, just saying, okay, I want to use Instagram to serve other people. And that's how I'm going to use that today, you know, and then Mm -hmm. saying, okay, I want to read today. I want to edit these photos and I want to blog today. Okay. Those are my three things. Let's do that. And just really trying to focus on just a few things a day. I can be a person Mm -hmm. that I'm like, I want to do everything. So I try to do everything at once. So just, you know, and, and I also, this past year started creating year long goals. So at the beginning of the year, it has been, I'm not sure if you do this, but it has just like changed my complete business, you know, to just, so I take my photography business and I'm like, okay, I'm doing family mini sessions this month and this month. I'm doing four editorial series this year. So they're going to be this month, this month, this month. Like I'm doing this branding project that's here. And so just literally at the beginning of the year, laying it out and seeing how I can fit everything together. And then nothing is surprising to me or, you know, it's not like mm-hmm. I, I get overwhelmed because I know what's coming from January onward. Mm-hmm. So it's been so crucial and just like, spreading things out more, I would be mm-hmm. like one of those people that's like, okay, I'm going to do everything in January, you know, <laughs> I become so overwhelmed that I stop. And so mm-hmm. just spacing it out and then setting more intention in my year long calendar and in my individual days, I think has been such a crucial mindset shift for me. Yeah. I think that's so important, especially if you're doing multiple launches. I mean, you essentially have three businesses. And so you can't launch everything at the same time. You want to space everything out. That's really awesome. I want to go back to what you were saying about Instagram because I think it's really interesting. And a lot of people, they might be a little surprised that you're not focusing on creating content or being on stories all the time. And so I wanted to kind of poke and see if you could elaborate a little bit more on why it's important for you to catch up with the people that were in your group coaching or other photographers, and maybe a little bit more of the deeper strategy behind how you're showing up on Instagram. I think that Instagram is so such a beautiful tool, but also can be such an addition to the comparison game specifically for creatives. I mean, I'm a visual person, I'm a photographer. So I do think it's important to be creating your own content simultaneously. I can admit that I have not been creating as much and I have been more of like in that dreaming period of behind mm-hmm. the scenes, like setting intention behind my whole year, like setting goals for my coaching business and, you know, revive collective with my co-founders and my photography business. So yes, when running three businesses, I have been, I have spent, you know, December and January a little bit more pulled back. And so when I do get on Instagram, I do want to have that intention. And I think it is important to, you know, why are you on there? And it's when I think about why I want to be on there, like I want to inspire people that's through my work and through my posting. So I'm able to do that there. The other reason I'm there is to, I want to support other people. I want to help other creatives. Like it is so important to who I am just as a person. I'm an Enneagram too. I just, you know, love being able to like help and like serve other people. So I think just connecting with them and just being inspired by them. So just having intentional lists, it just makes it smaller bites for me. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, these are my Austin planners. I'm going to go check in with them. Like, what work are they creating? Like, I want to go support them. What do they have going on? You know, just check out their stories, check out their Instagram. Um, These are the people that came to my editorial series. Go like check in on their work, you know, see how they're doing. And so 
I think it just puts more intention behind and reminding me what's important to me, right? Like these are relationships. My, my, essentially my list of people that I go check on are relationships that really mean something to me. Mm -hmm. And so I really want to put the time and effort in, even in like something small, such as Instagram. I mean, obviously, you know, having coffee dates or whatever is also super important to me, but I just definitely want to support them on Instagram because I think a lot of creatives, what we do is we put our heart and soul into something and then we like throw it on Instagram and we're like, other people like us, please like validate, validate. And so I think it's so important to step back and then say like, instead of how can someone validate me? Like, how can I validate someone else? You know, how can I go support someone else's work? Like they're putting everything in their photography or their design or their coaching and let me like go validate them and just put that energy in, you know? And I think that's the best thing we can do when we start to get into that comparison game and start to really where we don't know like what to do. We're like, Oh, someone just like our stuff. We're not getting enough likes or we're not getting enough followers or whatever. It's to just shift that energy and just turn it into like, how can I serve someone else right now? You know? And I think it just is completely, it shifts your whole mindset on the platform. And then I feel like that's when stuff starts to flow back to you, you know, is when you start to like give is when it starts to like flow back and Oh, people are like following you now and they're supporting your work and they're enjoying it or you're meeting like you're having random connections come to you through Instagram. So I'm just a really strong proponent of like trying to put out the positivity and then it will Mm -hmm. definitely come back to you. Yeah, that's so good. And I think that's so important to share. And for anyone listening who is like anxious about the algorithm, caught up in strategy, it's like, look at Jenna. She's using her gifts. You know, you're an Enneagram too. You love loving on people. You're fueled by that. And you're doing more of that. And I'm sure the algorithm freaking loves you. (laughs) But you're working smarter, not harder. You're focusing on relationships because that's how you've built your business. That's what you're focused on now with all these events and everything you're doing. So I think that's like so inspiring and amazing to hear that specific example of how you aren't just doing what a lot of people are. I just feel like there's a lot of regurgitation of you need to post, you know, three times a week now and like be on stories. That's where everyone is. And it's like, no, this is working for Jenna. And this is how she's kind of structured her business. And there are other ways other than growing a huge following on Instagram or just focusing on that. So I love that picture. And I feel like that's really important to share how that's working for you. So thank you for sharing that. I'm not sure the algorithm loves me, but I have a much more positive relationship with Instagram and I'm able to genuinely connect, which is one of my goals, you know, just viewing people as humans and not Mm. numbers, right? They're not just Mm. like when we say followers, we get to like step back and say, oh, these aren't actual people. And it's like, oh, these are real humans with all their lives, wants, desires, you know, their creative outlet. And so it's just so important to me to remember that, you know, these are real people and Mm -hmm. and not just, they're not numbers. They're not followers. And so people are like, how do I get more followers? How do I get more likes? And it's, sometimes it's more about that genuine connection rather than the amount of people that are following you. Yeah, for sure. I actually just had a couple posts go viral this weekend and I got like 40, I think it's actually up to 60 now new followers. And it's like, who cares? Like I wanted to celebrate that, but I was like, those aren't my ideal clients. Those aren't connections. Like they're just random people who thought I had something cool to say for a second. (laughs) 
there's nothing deeper in that. And so it's like this vanity metric isn't serving me at all, but it's there. So <laughs> and I, it's definitely hard to combat that because we are told that numbers are everything, right? You know, Instagram only rewards if you're, you know, you only get the swipe up feature if you have 10K or like, you know, everything is numbers related. You can only be an influencer if you have so many followers and so much engagement and this percentage. And sometimes it's just like, whoa, what are we, we got to step back and just like, love the people around us, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay, Jenna, thanks so much. Where can everyone learn more about you? Awesome. Yes. So I am on Instagram at, at Jenna McElroy photo. So my last name is a little, little crazy. It's J-E-N-N-A-M-C-E-L-R-O-Y photo. And then I am, my website is just www.jennamacroy.com. And then, yeah, I have Instagrams for the editorial series that you can find through my main page. And then the Revive Collective is also on there. Amazing. Thank you so much. Definitely go check out all her stuff and follow all your accounts. I loved all the Revive Collective decor. That's something everyone needs to check out. Oh my gosh. It was so beautiful. One of my co-founders is an event designer and planner. So she just nailed it. She's amazing. And you'll be able to go find her info if you want through the Revive Collective Instagram. But she... It was so well done. The whole event was just beautifully designed and... Shout out to Beth. She's amazing. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. So definitely go check that out. Thanks so much, Jenna. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. You're so sweet. Thank you for being a part of the creative expert movement. Share this episode with a friend or on social media. So together we can empower creatives to charge more, work less, and fall back in love with their businesses. If you're ready to jump in and become a creative expert, I have a free training where you'll find out yes or no, if you're ready to launch an expert product, like a course coaching or in-person event. Go to becomeacreativeexpert.com and DM me on Instagram while you're watching so that together we can make a custom plan for you to become your industry's go-to leader. Thanks so much for listening to the Creative Expert Podcast. I'll see you next week.